Blog Talk Radio. Reality Radio Entertainment presents Behind the Curtain with your host, Kathy Barrett. Welcome to Behind the Curtain, the show that profiles ordinary people who choose to be extraordinary in life. I'm your host, Kathy Barrett. Thanks so much for tuning into my program today. Our show is all about nothing but love, and I have the great privilege of introducing you to Valerie Ellsworth, who founded the Nothing But Love Canine Foundation with her husband, Bruce Ellsworth, in 2020. Nothing But Love Canine Foundation is a nonprofit organization dedicated to providing financial assistance for spaying, neutering, and heartworm treatment for rescue dogs in need across the country. The foundation's mission is to ensure that healthy dogs can be placed in permanent, loving homes. Nothing But Love Canine Foundation hopes that all this great work that they're doing will help to eliminate the need for kill shelters. Check out their website, loveforcanines.com. Valerie Ellsworth, it is such a great joy to have you on my program today. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, Kathy. This is quite an honor, and I am very honored to be here. I am a card-carrying member of the Valerie Ellsworth (laughs) Fan Club. In addition to being this incredibly smart and savvy businesswoman, you are dedicated, caring, one of the most hardworking women that I'm privileged to know. And I just want to share that in addition to being the founder of Nothing But Love Canine Foundation, you're also a volunteer at Mountain Roddy Rescue. In my opinion, you are the original dog whisperer. You and your (laughs) husband, Bruce, provide such a loving home for homeless dogs and sometimes very abused dogs. And until they find their forever home, to have the kind of love and nurturing that you two provide is is just so impressive. And uh, I really want to thank you both for the work that you do. Well, thank you. You're going to make me cry today. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, my husband is working today, so he can't be on the show. Um, he is um, a CEO and a little busy, but uh, I he's not a big talker, but I am. So, but I thank you. I am a volunteer at Mountain Rowdy Rescue. I've been volunteering since 2017. And as of this weekend, uh, we'll have about uh, 68 adoptions, and we have four fosters in our home currently. So besides the foundation (laughs) work that we do, we uh, enjoy working with Mountain Rowdy Rescue. We do transporting, home visits, uh, clinics, anything basically they need. Um, Nothing But Love Canine Foundation is separate from them, but we um, do support them financially with some of their dogs, uh, helping them get out of the shelter, provide uh, uh, spaying and neutering uh, financial assistance. Where did this passion come from in terms of, I've never met anyone more passionate about dogs and more loving about caring for, you know, especially homeless dogs in need than you. So talk about where that came from. I would actually say I'm going to give Bruce that credit. Uh, When we met, uh, we knew each other in high school. Uh, We never seemed to connect paths. Um, I met him at our 10-year reunion 
fell in love instantly. Uh, I was married at the time. Um, wow. He was in a relationship. Uh, we never crossed paths again until eight years later when we were both single. And I sent him an email. We um, went on a date. And we were inseparable from day one. And when we moved in, we got a dog because we couldn't have children. And it became this, well, we have this dog because I have a, I had a son, um, have a son from a previous relationship who Bruce was great to raise. And we kind of need to give him something to do with a sister. <laughs> so Paige <laughs> came into our lives. And uh, we, on Facebook, we saw Mountain Roddy Rescue. They were looking for fosters. And we thought, you know what? We have love. We have time. At that time, pre-COVID, we were traveling extensively, so to own multiple dogs was not really fair because um, we didn't want to leave them with other people. It was our responsibility. So mm-hmm. we fostered, and it just became this thing, and we overcommitted um, a few times and had been outnumbered in dogs, but it's always worked out because we are their voice. And a lot of dogs um, will be euthanized due to limited finances and resources and shelters. And shelters, unfortunately, have to make hard decisions because uh, of the overpopulation. Let's just stop and talk about that a little bit. I have some statistics. They're eye-opening, and these are from Petpedia.co. There is something like 3,500 animal, I guess these are kill shelters in the United States. And I want to make clear that... The kill shelters, it's actually a horrible name, but they do try to save 9 out of 10 dogs at these establishments. There's something like 14,000 shelters and rescue groups in the United States. Six million animals enter these shelters across the country every year. 710,000 strays are returned to their owners each year. It's pretty phenomenal that they can, you know, get those dogs back to their original owners. During COVID, dog adoption soared. 10 to 13 a day during the pandemic, and that in 19, 625,000 pets were euthanized. But that figure was down in 2020 because of COVID. So that's a good thing, but we hope that, you know, people continue to adopt. And then we're going to talk about your foundation and how important it is to get them spayed and neutered so that they don't continue to keep multiplying. But I just also wanted to share that about 30% of animals in shelters are left there by their owners, mostly for behavioral issues. Now, I feel that you and I can speak personally about this. I met Val because I wanted to foster a dog and possibly adopt. I fell in love with Millie, who is a combination of multiple (laughs) <laughs> we breeds, I guess you can say. She looks like a, a great Pyrenees, but she's a small hot dog. But she's very reactive. You were very honest about it. You told me up front, you said this, you were able to describe Millie exactly for who she was. You don't want these dogs to come back to the shelter. Correct. So you, you, I love that. You know, not only your way of dealing with people, which is very honest, but Mount and Roddy, you know, their whole purpose is to really interview people, make sure that the dog gets into the right home and that everybody's happy and, and, you know, that it's a forever home. These dogs need not just a roof over their head, but they need so much patience and love and training. Because without that, these dogs may not ever overcome these fearful issues they may have or, you know, they've been abused in some cases. Just spending the time, I know you cared for Millie and you did a lot of training with her 
and I put her in training from day one, and I give her a lot of time, and I'm still training her, and she's doing great. I just want you to know that she is like 85% there, and this is a dog that if you got within five feet of me, she would behave as if she wanted to eat you for lunch, and, and you would be afraid of her. She is the most loyal, well-behaved dog that I've ever met. She is absolutely perfection except for this one thing, and it's all fear-based. So thank you for all the great training you did with her, and thank you for bringing her into my life, which is 100% better since she's been in it. But thank you for standing by her. Not many people would stand by a type of dog of Millie. And she was a she was a tough foster, and we had to find her the right home. I actually had an adopter tell me when she went through the process, either she was going to be vice president of the United States or she was getting a dog from Mountain Roddy Rescue. It is our firm belief that we want to make sure that these dogs live a long, healthy life. Because think about how you would feel if you were returned and you know we don't know their history. We try to get their history. I try to get their stories, but sometimes we don't know. And you know we always say the three days, three weeks, three months rule: give them time. Dogs need time. Dogs need training. Humans need training. But that's, that's a whole right. other show. <laughs> yes, and it is. You really, you really, you know, you you went above and beyond for Millie. Not everybody would have done that. And you and I have had many conversations about Millie that she probably, you know, in a different home, she probably would have ended up back here. You've put the work in and, you know, kudos to you. Kudos to Andy. Tell you, this dog is the love of my life. (laughs) Yeah. But I do want to get on and talk about your foundation. So let's, let's go there. What made you want to begin the foundation? What led you and Bruce to say, you know what, we need to do this and why? Well, before COVID, uh, in February of 2020, uh, a dog landed in Chesterfield Shelter in South Carolina. Uh, his name was Rocky. He was pretty much torn to shreds, uh, covered in blood. We were told that his head was stuck in a barrel in a barn. Um, I opened up my phone at 9 p.m., saw his picture, did not sleep that entire night. You know me when I'm stressed, I don't sleep. I woke up the next day. I messaged the shelter because I had pulled dogs from that particular shelter. I asked, what did Rocky need? And they said, well, he's heartworm positive and he needs to be neutered. Uh, The cost is um, $500. So I said, okay. Um, I said to Bruce, you know what, I just, I believe in this dog. And he said, okay. And we had been donating uh, funds to Mountain Roddy Rescue for their spay and neuter program. So um, I went on Facebook. I put a plea out and put his picture up, his bloody picture, and said, this is a dog. Um, He's not a Mountain Roddy Rescue dog. He's just a dog that pulls in my heartstrings. He needs, can anybody just give up a cup of coffee for today and just Venmo me or PayPal me? So in less than 24 hours, my friends, going to make me cry i collected twelve hundred dollars oh my god that's so great and i looked at my husband and i thought um rocky only needs 500 what are we going to do so we decided that we would talk to the folks at chesterfield and we helped three other dogs including rocky and one dog had been in the shelter for over a year named harris who had rescue commitment but the rescues you know these rescues you know, are on a shoestring budget. And um, so he got out along with two other dogs. Rocky was very scared. Um, We later found out he was actually a bait dog, which is, 
I won't even go into. People can oh. Google that. Google that. Google bait dog and Google no dog um, photos, and mm-hmm. maybe the people will change their mind and just adopt. So, uh, you know, this is pre-COVID. They said he needs a foster, and it would be in May. My husband and I were already booked a trip to the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Um, then COVID hit, and I followed this dog. And the week we were supposed to go to Jordan, um, Rocky landed in few. And it ended up with COVID. We couldn't go to Jordan, and Rocky ended up at our house. And we fostered him with the intent of rehabbing him and getting him a good home. And as the days went on, we realized his good home was us. So we adopted him. And it took time, uh, lots of time. I documented his journey. Uh, it was a lot of research on my end. What does this dog need? You know, I thought this dog would, you know, we were afraid he might attack us. He doesn't have a mean bone in this entire body. Um, he definitely was a bait dog. Um, you know, in later research, we realized his teeth were actually shaved down. Um, oh. He was fearful. Um, you couldn't touch him for the longest time, and now he actually is my test dog when I go to evaluate dogs because he's that great now. Why? Wow. Because I gave him time, and I gave him love, and I gave him nutrition, and I gave him the care that he deserved, just like you do for Millie. It's time. And these animals need time. They need patience. They need love. And they need good nutrition and medical. And... um he is our family now, and everybody loves Rocky. Uh, he gives a special kiss on your third eye, on your forehead. Aww. And he pretty much loves everybody. I would say there's not anybody he doesn't like. And people will come to my house who haven't seen him and said, that's not the same dog. He's simply yeah. amazing. But it's him. I allowed him to grow into what he needed to be. And I just that gave him so the tool. important, pal. I'm, say it yeah. again, because people really need to hear it. I let him grow into what he needed to be. I just, I gave him the tools. I let him flourish. He needed that. And I gave him what he needed. If he needed space, I gave him space. If he needed love, I gave him love. Um, You know, he was very treat motivated. So we went through a lot of hot dogs in our house. And (laughs) it's, you know, but again, it's time. You know, Rocky's been with us may of 2020 and um i everybody asked how old he is i said he's a year and a half because i don't count the first five years of his life because i don't know what he went through yeah Yeah. but it is it is really true what you're saying and you taught me that and i think that really enabled me to look deeply into what really needed and i could see that she was like rocky a wonderful dog but to think that some of these dogs like Millie and Rocky are being killed because they have behavior yes. problems. This is something that should be eliminated. It can, maybe, I don't know, maybe there's 1% of them where it's a danger and they'll never get over it. I know that there are some dogs like that, but most of them are not. They're just like Rocky. They're just like Millie. So I hope that if you're listening out there today and you're thinking about taking your dog back to the shelter, I hope you hear the show and I hope you go back and spend some more time with your dog and see if there's something in what you're hearing today that will open up your mind and raise your awareness to to kind of shift the way you're being with them and maybe their behavior will change. So, you know, you guys are really on to something because only 10% of the animals going into shelters are spayed or neutered. Correct. And remember, they don't have the resources to, you know, do this. 
So, you know, they're making tough decisions, and it may not be a, a behavioral issue they're putting a dog down for. It could be because of lack of space. You know, the, these shelter workers work so hard. We always say rescue is like a cult. Once you get in, you're never going to get out. And we all band <laughs> together. And, you know, during COVID, unfortunately, you know, our government decided that uh, spay neutering was not essential. And that kind of backfired with us. Mm-hmm. And we have, you know, we just sponsored a dog uh, two weeks ago, Tiger Lily. She had 17 puppies in one litter. Oh, my God. So when people say, oh, my goodness, look at the puppies, I cringe and say, that's 18 homes we need to find. Right. That's 18 homes, 18 amazing homes, because we just don't give dogs to anybody. We, we vet them properly. It's our responsibility. And I will tell you, most of the people that I have adopted out to are, have become my close friends or friends, my supporters for the foundation, um, and I, I don't know what I would do without them. I get texts weekly from some people sending me a picture. Here's Lily. Here's Piper. You know, here's right. Missy. And I, I love that. I love that because it's, you know, I feel like I'm their bridge to their forever person. Yeah, and, and this is another thing. I mean, we're talking about, you know, spaying and, and neutering a dog and the heartworm prevention, which is also uh, very important. And then there's flea and tick prevention and yeah you know it's costly and so so in addition to you reaching out to your network of people how do you intend to keep the foundation going are you doing it through fundraisers or tell us what your plans are so well we have several different things going on my board of directors my committee is actually my family um this is our legacy um they saw uh, a fire in my eyes and actually jumped in and said, what can we do? And my friends are amazing. I just had a friend yesterday say, I set a fundraiser up in January. We're doing this, this, and this, and I will be there to help you. Um, my coworker, I work part-time at a landscaping company, and she helps me design T-shirts. So we actually have a store on Bonfire that we sell T-shirts. Whatever we do, 100% goes to the foundation. So if we have to buy supplies, Bruce and I, Uh, take on that cost. It does not come out of the foundation. Uh, We have an annual yard sale. Uh, Friends give us stuff. We sell it. This past sale, we raised $1,600 in four hours. Wow. Um, We have, yes, we have, um, I do dog sitting. So anytime somebody does, comes and I watch a dog, I have them make a donation to the foundation. (laughs) Our 501C is pending. So once we get that, we'll do smiles, um, we'll do Facebook fundraising. We actually have a partnership with Roadhouse. Uh, we're going to be doing some dine-in dinners, and they're going to allow us to do a, set up a table out front and do a raffle. Uh, we do have a Facebook page where we do raffles as well. We have one going on right now. Um, so it's, it's basically fundraising. Um, randomly, I'll open up my computer, and there will be just a, a nice stranger who gave us $100 because they believe in us. Um, And that's, you know, that's amazing. We have a Paw of Fame on our Facebook, on our website. Um, That's all our supporters. So please go there and check out all the great people that have supported us. And then we also have um, our Paw Partners, which are the shelters and the rescues that we support um, to date. So is that where most of your work is? I mean, you're working directly with the shelters and... and... Yes. Rescues. Yes. Because so a dog would need to come out of a shelter, they would need to be properly vetted, and then there's transport fees if they're coming from down south. 
sometimes you, between the vetting and the transport fees, you could have four or five hundred dollars into a dog, and you're only getting three hundred and fifty for um, an adoption fee. And it's right. not about making money on dogs. I want to make that clear. It's not about yeah. making money, but it's, make, it's about staying afloat. So that's yes. why donations are so incredibly important because we also, you know, Mountain Rowdy Rescue takes on medical cases. Um, right now I have a dog in my house that is incredibly scared, probably the scaredest that I've had, and she's going to be here for a, a very long time rehabbing with me, which is fine, but remember that keeps the spot for another dog. So yes. fostering is important, transport is important, and I always say on Facebook, just share our posts because you never know who's looking for a dog. True. I will continue to do that. Talk yeah. about the T-shirts again, because I love the T-shirts that you have. Where can people go if they want to buy one of your T-shirts? It's, so they can actually go your on website? our website, okay. yep, on, uh, loveforcanines.com, and we have a link to Bonefire, and we're actually adding shirts now. We're actually creating our own shirts with our own logos as far as in our taglines. Mm-hmm. Um, we always say our foundation will fix your hearts and parts. <laughs> so, um, so we're actually creating more of those. We're trying to uh, get into more uh, merchandise, and that's what we're trying to grow into because, in our opinion, it's very important for us to get our mission out there, get our name out there. Currently, we're actually in the running, if I can promote this, Sure. Uh, Murphy Realty Group uh, in Kingston actually nominated uh, 40 charities to get a total of $100,000. First place is $25,000. Uh, place two through nine get 5000 And then 10 through 40 get 1000 So everybody who's been nominated will get something. We're actually in first place. So vote, tell vote, people vote. where to go to vote for you. So, Murphy Realty Group, um, you can go on their Facebook page or their website or their Instagram. And if you have the good old Daily Freeman, they have the old-fashioned mail-in ballots. Mm-hmm. But that ends October 31st, and we are beyond honored to be recognized for that because we're grateful for whatever we get because we just look at things and we say we're going to be helping more dogs. And our plan is to have um, a canine carnival next year local and have a spay day to help us some local folks that maybe are struggling with COVID and not working and have animals and want to get them spayed or neutered. But doing a little research about this for our show today, did you know that there is a World Spay Day and it was started by actress Doris Day in 1995? I knew there was a World Spay Day, but I didn't know it was started by Doris Day. <laughs> so it could be, you could have that, that Doris Day music playing in the background when you have your I spay could. day. Right. <laughs> well, you know, yesterday was National Dog Day, so that was a big deal, too. Oh, it was National Dog it. Day. I yep, blew it. So, well, that's okay. We'll, we'll catch you. Um, and May 20th, if I'm not mistaken, May 20th is Rescue Dog Day. Plan okay. on doing an event on that day as well because, in my opinion, rescue is the best breed. There are some people that early spaying and neutering of dogs can make them more susceptible to certain diseases. In other words, you know, there's the the group that says, no, 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 it's not good when you do this. But I was reading that, and this is um, information from the Humane Society, that the average lifespan of spayed and neutered cats and dogs is longer than those that are not. And a University of Georgia study, and this is funny because Georgia is one of those states where we do get a lot of dogs, right? That's where Millie came from. 
That's where Billy came from. Uh, but based on the medical records of more than 70,000 animal patients, that their life expectancy of neutered male dogs was 13.8% longer, and that of female dogs was 26.3% longer. So thank you for giving me 26.3% longer lifespan with my dog. I appreciate it. Right. It's not so much about reproduction. It's about uh, temperament, uh, memory yeah. cancer. There's other things that go along with that. But I do want to share with you, um, as of yesterday, the foundation has sponsored 185 rescue dogs since wow. inception, and we have provided heartworm assistance to 16 additional dogs. Wow. So the sky is the limit for us. And you figure, and we're working, um, we are on Facebook, we are on Instagram, we're working on our stats because, you know, uh, a female dog goes in heat twice a year. And think about that, if Tiger Lily has 17 puppies in one litter, that's 34 puppies that need homes. And, you know, it's, we have to think about long-term and the shelter. And, you know, take a moment and think about these shelter people that are going to work and, you know, making hard decisions. Uh, they estimate that an unspayed dog and her puppies can produce 67,000 dogs in just six years. So you start multiplying that by millions, and, you know, we have an issue here. But do you think that we need new laws? I do. Okay. I think we need stricter laws. I think spay and neutering needs to be more reasonably priced. Um, yeah. There's an average up here. Some I've heard some places uh, $750 a dog. Um, wow. That's a lot. When yes. a shelter dog in South Carolina, I paid between forty and eighty dollars a dog. So, and that's why we try to do them in the shelter because of the cost. And and also, we know once they leave, they're good. Um, yes. I know the shelter people that I deal with vet the rescues that they deal with because we don't want reproduction. Nobody wants that. Um, you know, everybody loves to see puppies. I say to myself, oh, think of all the work. And you know the work that we did, even you coming and meeting Millie and then me coming up with Millie and James. And, you know, it's a lot of time for volunteers. And we're willing to do the work. But if we could prevent some of that, the unnecessary, and it's just education. Raising awareness, and that's what I love about you. You are one of the best advocates for this. There, there are almost now 70 countries around the world of making sure that dogs are spayed and neutered. It's taking that globally. Anything you want to you know, share that we haven't covered? I just feel, um, you know, everybody has an hour a week. If they have an hour a week, you don't necessarily have to volunteer at a shelter, volunteer to transport, share posts, get involved. Find out what's going on in your area, um, and it's above and beyond with dogs. You know, homeless people. Find your passion and just dive in and do it. I mean, it's a, the, the the fulfillment that I have in my heart is just amazing. Um, and I'm growing every single day, and I'm educating myself and learning because it's important. I, every time I start an event, I just look at Bruce and I said, I just want to help one dog today. That's it, and it Aww. ends up blowing up. But if I can just wake up every day and help one dog, then that's one less decision that has to be made. Well, you are one of the most beautiful souls. I will say that again. And you and Bruce and the work that you do and the love that you put forth for these animals, what you offer them is like the perfect place for them to land. You can start to open up and trust people again. And that's what you provide. 
Let them flourish. You've been to our house. We bought this house because of COVID because we can't travel. We nickname it the dog house. You know, we have a dog coming tomorrow that refuses to be crated. So I said to them, that's fine. Then she'll just sleep with us. You know, that's why we have a king-size bed. And that's what, you know, Millie slept with us last week when we had her, you know. And, you know, it's important that they get treated the way they deserve. They do deserve that. What I love about yeah. you because it's all about love, Valerie. Whether it's dogs or human beings, <laughs> that's what that's what you provide. Yeah. You're just a terrific person. So again, I want to thank my special guest, Valerie Ellsworth. The name of the foundation she and her husband Bruce founded is Nothing But Love Canine Foundation, and you can go to loveforcanines.com. Please make a donation, volunteer. Trust me, just get in touch with them because you will want to be around these people. They are the greatest. Support Val and Bruce and what they're doing and their goal, which is to decrease the number of animals killed each year. So send in a donation. It's, again, loveforcanine.com and help them continue to do the important work that they're doing. This is Kathy Barrett from Behind the Curtain signing off. Thank you for tuning into the show and spread the word about Behind the Curtain. Check out our website at gobehindthecurtain.com. If you're an ordinary person choosing to be extraordinary, write me an email. Tell me about your life and what you're doing at gobehindthecurtain at Gmail. In each of us lies a, a buried truth, if you will. So you sharing yours can change another person's life. Send you all a virtual hug. Until next time, peace and gratitude, everybody.